Entering the realm of wedding officiation is a journey that demands introspection. One must delve deep into one's core motivations beyond affection for love. It's about discovering your true why, the driving force behind your desire to unite couples in matrimony. Every ceremony is an opportunity to infuse personalized touches, like incorporating the couple's favorite songs, to craft a truly unique and meaningful experience. A seasoned wedding officiant and devoted pastor join us in this episode to share their profound insights and experiences. With a background rooted in faith and service, Reverend Orsella brings a unique perspective to the sacred marriage union. From officiating weddings to providing pastoral care, their dedication to enriching the lives of others shines through. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to say morning. We're going to date ourselves right here. It's February 5th, and I am so excited today because I have somebody on that's a guest that I have been wanting to speak to. First of all, I girl crush her because I stalk her on social media. As a matter of fact, did you all know I'm an officiant here in Las Vegas, and I like to listen to what other officiants say. I always feel that you can learn from each other. Everyone has their own style. This woman has her own style because I've been watching her videos on her website. And I want to welcome Reverend Orsella Yules up to the screen. Everybody, you know what? We just clap for her. Send out hugs and kisses. I put on virtual fingers. I put on special perfume for anybody that can smell through this. So, Arcella, welcome to the True Love Knots podcast. I want to welcome you and just to share a little bit about you. Oh, well, first, uh, Maria, thank you so much for this opportunity. You are the same person online as you are offline. And that is important uh, because so in this world of AI, you don't know who you're going to get after you meet someone online. But I am uh, I, I am assured that after I met you in, um, at Wedding NBA in Las Vegas, I was like, oh, my goodness, she is the same person. And that's authentic. So thank you for this opportunity to be on Love Knots. I just love the name. I love the platform. And of course, I love that you're a wedding officiant. <laughs> so I am uh, Reverend Orsella Hughes to your guests. I am based out of Connecticut. But I travel worldwide to officiate weddings. Um, I am an ordained uh, wedding officiant. I'm ordained through my church. So I am also a full-time pastor. I'm a pastor in Hartford, Connecticut. So when I am not officiating weddings, I am tending to the people at my church. That's Sunday morning um, worship. That is Bible study. That is visiting the sick and the shut-in. That's um, communion visits. So it's a all around service for me. And through my ordination in the church, we are able to um, marry couples, bury the deceased, and um, of course, serve communion and baptize babies. So when I started, um, when I got ordained, I didn't even know that I was um, going to be a wedding officiant in, in the professional sense. I just thought I would be doing it as a pastor. So that's my beginnings. And so I don't want to get ahead of your questions, but we can certainly dive into how I ended up in this professional space um, because I did start off as just doing it because I was a pastor. 
And, you know, that's wonderful because that's how I started off working through my church. I, I I had to get ordained online. I'm Catholic, but, you know, going for pastoral care, helping the community. And, you know, this is a service. I mean, this really is. is a service, what we do. And I commend you for that, especially helping people. And I, I went over to your website. So I noticed, number one, that you are very philanthropic. Uh, there's things that you do within the community to make sure you're giving back. And that says a lot about an individual. And I think you need to do hand in hand. That's what God says right. with that. But also, so let's just take a moment personally. Let's talk about your husband, Howard. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about how, now I showed 11 years when I was uh, looking at your site. Are you still 11 years or is it? Oh, yes. Be, it, will, it will be 12 in October. Um, well, let me count my dating years because that was when you put the work in, right? Oh, so my gosh. Did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a total of, of 16 years that we've been together, um, married 11, going on 12 this October. But um, like I tell my couples all the time, your marriage evolves and grows over time. And I can honestly say that we are probably closer now and year 11 than we even were in the dating years and certainly in the, as he's walking past. I see it. <laughs> and um, uh, certainly in the beginning years of our marriage as well. And that's the part that we don't talk enough about is like the marriage after the wedding and how you got to keep that fire going. And you have to keep you have to be creative in marriage um, in order to keep yourselves interested in one another. And I think that's what we've learned over time. We didn't always get it right. So I don't like to say that I had a perfect marriage. I, I have a lovable marriage and I have a marriage that just gets me excited to learn more about every day. And that's what that's what I think marriage should be about, finding that excitement. Well, you know, I do want to expand on that for a moment because I do know that you do offer some coaching, premarital counseling. So, but it's interesting because I talk about love as, you know, I'm a widow. So I was married 34 years and thank you for wow. saying you like the true love knots um, name because it, I really derived that from my husband, my late husband. When I started officiating 14 years ago, he came up with, he goes, the love knots is what the Celtics used to use on the sales so that their loved ones would come home. That's how it evolved. So thank you for that. Oh. And, you know, one of the things that I do uh, when I'm talking to people and not just in your personal life, but even your professional life is, you know, we all, and you see this a lot is our seller. You see people write down, this is my list of what I have to have in a partner. They got to hit all these, right? Oof. However, what are you doing to attract or remaining to be stimulating to your partner, either the person you're looking for, the, all these things you want, right? And this is what happens. And, you know, I want to expand. I want to get into officiating, but let's talk about the pre-part before you get right. married. What do you, and I know you coach and I, and I love that. Tell me yes. a little bit about that. Right. So the, I, I believe that, Every couple, even if you don't sit down and go through a, an entire premarital program, you need to sit down and really look at you and your partner and discover the areas that are strong and discover the areas that you need to work on. Because after the altar is not when you want to find out surprises. That's not when you want to find out, oh, well, they don't listen to me well, or they don't, they don't speak to me well. So my things are my my two main things are make sure you always are seen and heard. You have to be seen and heard in marriage. 
Otherwise, you will not feel a part of the process. And so what is that process? That process is um, home planning, family planning, financial planning. If you are not seen or heard in any of those spaces, someone will be overpowering and controlling. Someone will lose their voice. Someone will lose their sight. And then you don't you don't have a plan. So in marriage, you cannot not have a plan in marriage. It's a daily plan that you keep evolving and breaking down barriers. And I love what you just said, because it is a plan. Usually we have this path in life. We plan out, you know, maybe we're on a journey to get a degree, right? Whatever it is, we're looking, we're looking to lose weight, but really it's, I think you're right. Uh, Having a couple write out, what is their plan? What's their mission statement? Yeah. Right. I do a vision board with um, my couples. The the very last session, it's a total of five sessions, uh, but that last session is a vision board. Everything that we've talked about. Now, what does the next three to five years look like? I want spiritual plans, family plans, financial plans, vacation plans, and not family vacations, because that's good to bring the kids, but what are you doing as a married couple together? Because you you got you were the couple before you were the family, right? Before the children. So you cannot deny each other's needs, you know, his needs, her needs. You cannot deny that once you get married. So all of that needs to be in your vision board as well. And that's so true because they do say statistic-wise that when couples go on vacation together, I'm not saying that they shouldn't go away with their friends once in a while, but together that they actually their uh, relationship grows yeah. and they become closer. Put so. your marriage on the calendar every year, whatever vacation, but sit down together and say, where do we want to go this year? I don't care if it, if it is the same spot. I know a couple that goes to Jamaica every year. That's their thing. Just go there <laughs> and take that time. Well, and you know, and tell me now, I, you know, you obviously have officiated many wedding ceremonies do most of your couples take any premarital counseling? I would say 95% of my couples sign up for premarital counseling. And I think um, be- because of what it is on my website, but also because as that that role as a pastor and I don't hide that, I'm, I'm very open about you know pastoral care. I think that gravitates people to my services and they know that I have that. And once they hear it, they sign up. I, I, but I, I try to at least say, listen, if even if you want one session and if they don't want it, I don't, you know, badger them over it. But even while we're talking, I'm going to always drop some hints of this is what you need in marriage. And even your ceremony, if they didn't have premarital counseling, I will have some words in there about what marriage is and, and you know, the things that help your marriage succeed. So I'm going to drop it, even if you don't sign up for it. <laughs> and you want to see them succeed. It's not a matter yes. of taking their money and, and officiating cool. for that day. And that is mm. so important. I had a, a quick, I had one of those weddings yesterday um, at the chapel. And unfortunately, you know, I have to say this, they married each other. There was a 30 year gap. She was in her sixties, He obviously for papers. And, you know, it's, it, you see that we can never judge. We can only yeah. hope, you know, that it worked. he still had the tags on his suit hanging. He didn't want them cut off. Okay. Don't laugh. Everybody out there. We see not laughing. I'm just like, you know, it's like, Oh no, I know. And you know, it's so sad because this is a, and uh, obviously in, in Nevada, we cannot discriminate when we're officiating unless we are in our own church and which obviously right. I float. So we can't do that. So I have learned that you can't judge people 
that come to yep. you because you do meet couples that come together that maybe that uh gentleman usually it's a gentleman that will find a bride maybe from another country and bring them over which gives them a better life and you can only hope and pray that they have a better life but it is i come from a community catholic it's a sacrament. Now it doesn't, yes. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and I was divorced early on when I, before I met my husband, even though it was, so I believe me, we all have gone through this. So it was something you're going into that really it's a contract. It's and, a contract. And, and because, because I know you are a woman of faith, um, I call it a covenant and yes. that, that covenant that, that you have with God, that's the covenant that you have in your your marriage as well, that we are binding each other. We are, we are together and our plans are together. And even on our unlovable days, we're going to work until we find lovable days again. And, you know, that's what we don't talk. We, we, we love to, especially in wedding magazines, and we only want to show the beauty. And of course I love weddings. Of course. All right. I love a beautiful dress. But you got to tell these folks in marriage, <laughs> there will be unlovable days. <laughs> Ball spoiler alert, right? <laughs> That's true. Spoiler alert. And you will not. Spoiler <laughs> alert. You will go to bed angry. Well, you know, it's so interesting. And I and it has nothing really to do with age because, mm-hmm. you know, we marry from Zoomers to Boomers, right? Mm-hmm. Depending upon. I love that. Zoomers to Boomers. Yeah. I love it. And, um, and when you think about it, you, you can't just say that it's just the younger generation. It's the older two. Sometimes we get so caught up in the wedding day, in how am I going to look? Am I going to have good photography, vi- videography? But let's take it now and unpack this and talk about finding that right officiant. And I have, and it's two questions, so please take your time. Finding the right role. And then let's talk about if a couple wants to have a family member officiate, which I have a story to tell you after that. <laughs> gotcha. All right, shoot, I'm ready. <laughs> and so tell us about that role a bit, about the officiant role and getting ready, how we really need to make this something that's important. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So of course, when you start off in business, at least this was my, you know, once I realized that I was not going to be just officiating as a pastor, but um, I opened an actual business. You know, I was green with all of the different pages that looked like that they had efficiency and everything looked really fun. And I was like, oh, I can do that and I can do that. But I was losing my voice trying to emulate what I saw online. And so I said, in order for this to be successful and in order for God to continue to get the glory out of this love, I was going to have to be authentically Orsella. And authentically Orsella is someone who believes that love is patient, love is kind, it is not envious. So I believe that I attract couples who know that I'm going to take you through a process. I am not going to rush your love. I am not going to rush your day. I am going to meet with you several times to talk about your ceremony. I want to know why your colors are the colors you chose. I want to know why you chose this music, what poems you want read because of that love is patient, love is kind. And when I treat you with patience and kindness, it comes out in the ceremony. So I had to back away from trying to be the next Instagram uh, hotshot, right? And looking like 
something that I'm not. I'm just not her. I'm not. I tried to be that that stylish, and that's not me. <laughs> I shine through words. I shine through personality and character, not by imitating somebody else. So um, th I think that that's what couples are looking for now. They want to know who's behind the box on the gram. Who is that person? All right. I see your posts. I see your videos. But who are you? And that's why I led with our conversation by saying you are the same person offline as you are online. Authentic authenticity begets authenticity. It's interesting you say that because also I follow Jenna Kutcher, who is a marketing guru called The Gold Digger. And she talks about that what people are looking for is that realness. I mean, let's take yeah. the, and I say, let's take the makeup off. You know what I'm, I'm saying is that right. everything is not always roses. Okay. Everything sometimes doesn't go off the way you want it to, but mm -hmm. uh, you're right. And we, we're looking for that glitz and glamour and we need to be authentic. And right. there are days that, you know, even, even there are days, sometimes you officiate, it could be challenging for you or it could be challenging for the couple. I know that when I, when my husband passed away 11 years ago, when I went back to officiating, it took me a little bit of time because, you know, you, you know, you could, so you have to kind of take yourself out of it. So I, I love that when you say about authenticity, listen, I, I would love to be, you know, ready for, you know, the cover of Glamour magazine every day. It ain't possible. It ain't possible. Okay, and people want to know that you're real because then they feel like they can trust you. And mm -hmm. I think that's the key thing that you say, because you mentioned something about staying in your lane. What do you do best? And you're right. You're not you're the type of efficient, you're going to really to peel back the layers, even if you're not, um, you know, talking to them about coaching, why you pick those colors, why you pick those songs, what made you pick this venue, what made you pick this day, there's so right. many different things. Uh, so I, I think you're right, taking and peeling back the layers is showing you're interested. That's another key thing. And I'm glad to hear that. Because again, I, and I love when my friends in the officiant world and they, they post these beautiful pictures and they do look great. But remember, like you said, real life is you got to love that person when you yeah. wake up in the morning. So talk about, you're, talk about, you're not going to spend that much money or whether it's, it's, whether it's, you know, thousands or just hundreds, you're not going to spend money. Um, just because you want something pretty. I mean, you shouldn't want to, at least. You Absolutely. you really should. This is an investment into your future, and you really want to take that serious. It's so true. It is very, Now, you know, with officiating, do you ever have anybody, everybody come to you now? In Las Vegas, we see this because I only work with a few clients. I, I like to, I don't like doing a five minute ceremony. That's not my deal. I'm not doing not an hour, thing. but I do. I, I really feel that it's something that's important to give a couple. So we will find, and I don't know what your trend is there in Bridgeport or wherever. You, well, obviously if they're paying for you to travel, it's you they want, <laughs> but this we're seeing more of a trend. And you've heard the talk about where you have couples that want to have a family member or a friend officiate. And what do, what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, there's two schools of thought. I understand. So tell me. Right. Um, I have I have even said this on another podcast. If that is your goal, be happy. Be be firm with your decision. Um, but also I will also say to that to a couple that has talked about, you know, having a family friend, make sure that they can speak in public. They they have public speaking skills. 
that they are confident that they are not just getting up here um, doing it because they love you. Make sure that what you are investing for that entire day, that you are okay with entrusting that to an amateur. They are your friend. They are your family. But in that space, they are an amateur. You wouldn't ask them to take your pictures. You wouldn't ask them to be your DJ. You wouldn't ask them to buy your flowers. So why would you let them start the first event of your day, which is the ceremony, and they don't have any public speaking skills. And I've seen this. I've attended weddings and I'm like, oh my God. But we know why they do that. It's free. Well, and I think you're right. It's free, but you know, free doesn't always equate to being the best thing. And you know, it like you said, it's the kickoff, it's the trajectory to your special day. It set that ceremony sets the tone, the tone. for that yes. celebration. How many times I see that? I had one, as a matter of fact, yesterday, we have in one of the uh, locations I work out of, we are host ministers. So if somebody does bring out an outside officiant, we will show them the blocking so they know not to get into the photographer's way, the first kiss, things that you know we're right, used right. to, but somebody else is not used to when they do the ring exchange, how to set up maybe a unity candle. So the gentleman comes in now, the ceremony is at 11 o'clock. It's 10 to, 10 to 11. So, okay. So I, hi, Kyle. I said, Kyle, he goes, yes. I said, so let me show you a little bit about what we're going to do. So he says, can we step outside? I said, sure. He goes, so are you going to give me a script? <laughs> I said, no. I said, he goes, well, I don't know what to do. I said, but when they asked you to officiate, he goes, well, it's my best friend. And he just wanted me to officiate. And he paid, they pay extra. So I just thought, you know what he did? He was, I got to tell you, this guy, very brave. And I give him credit. He said, you know what, Maria, could you do the ceremony instead? And I walked into the couple. We told them basically that was a very smart decision. It turned out to be a yes. beautiful ceremony. And you're right. And it's and people just figured, oh, I've just got a script in front of me, whether, you know, it's your iPad or your pieces of paper. And that's beautiful. And, and the only time that I've seen it work is when they've had maybe a family member that's been a pastor. Oh, or appreciated. So, and right, I, right, I love, right. I love that. I think it's now, wonderful. That, that's understandable, but yeah. y'all sitting around Thanksgiving table and someone says, well, go online and get ordained. And you know, <laughs> then they have no experience. And to the point about what we said about being free, free is expensive. Free is expensive because now your videographer can't use any of that content for the ceremony when you get your video back. You're, to your point, the photographer, now they're spending all this time editing because you're in the, they, they're in the wrong position or they didn't tell the people to sit down. Free is expensive when you think about trying to just cut corners on the ceremony with your wedding officiant, but you haven't thought about your planners in the back going crazy because they don't know what they're saying or they're they're speaking too long. The caterer is looking at you like the hors d'oeuvres are getting cold. So, you know, it's so, I think about all of that when I'm thinking about that day. And I tell my couples, I said, listen, your planner's not gonna be mad at me. Your caterer's not gonna be mad at me. Your DJ's gonna know what my last words are. Um, everyone's going to know what to do. I send my, I send my team an outline, an entire timeline. I love what you just said. <laughs> Free is expensive. I'm going to make yes. sure when we do this clip that I'm going to show you saying that to everybody. It is so true yep. because you have to really look at it that way. And, and, and again, depending upon what the situation is. So tell, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about 
you um you love to travel too. So do you have couples that invite you and or pay for your services to travel? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's the only way I'll travel oh. on a wedding. Right. Mm -hmm. Those those fees are just as expensive. I'm not expensive, but just as important for your wedding efficient, just as your makeup and your your photographer and your videographer that you've chosen. And I consider it a double honor because number one, you don't have to do that. All right. Every country has or a resort has somebody there to do the ceremony. So if you're inviting me to do that and you're paying for me to travel, you have really looked inside of my services. And that's the experience you want for you and your guests to feel on the day of your ceremony. I, I mean, from Africa to Mexico to California, if I'm if you're if I'm traveling and sometimes these are couples who are already married. Mm -hmm. That right. means that that means something, right? We're well, gonna that's have an a, honor. That's yeah. a, it's an honor. So I, I mean, not that I don't treat all ceremonies special, but when when you use me and you don't have to use me, yeah, that that does warrant a whole lot of lot of love and care. So if somebody was getting started in this industry today, okay, yeah. and you have people that either they're part of a church or they're not part of a church. You know, like myself, we're um, non-denominational ministers. I mean, my faith is my faith privately, but what would you say to that person? What type of what is your? Yeah, what is your why? And it cannot be, oh, I love love. No, because you can love love as um, a guest, okay? You don't have to love love um, as a wedding official. Go deeper into what is your why. Because your why is going to sit with you when you're writing the ceremony. Your why is going to sit with you when you're putting together your timeline on your way to the ceremony. I mean, you know, I ask my couples for their for a song list, not for their ceremony, but I say, give me your your soundtrack of your love. Well, what songs have inspired your love throughout your dating years? And so anytime that I'm sitting down and I'm writing this ceremony, I'm actually listening to the songs that have inspired their love. Sometimes I'll even use the words of their songs in the ceremony. So what is your why? Like my why has really been about making sure that couples who love the idea of a committed relationship come together and work at it every day. I want to be a part of that. And wow. that's why I don't have the, that's why I don't have the quick ceremonies. I want to be a part of that journey. So tell me about ceremonies. We know now we're recording this early February. So we know that Valentine's Day is coming up. So do you usually do, do you usually offer any specials? And I'm just, we, we're not trying to discount what we do, but share a little no. bit about Yeah. Um, so this year for the first time, I um, offer, I'm offering a Valentine's Day wedding ceremony special. But even with that, it is not short change. Right. We, are, we did not cut any corners on this. Um, it, it is a professional photographer, professional videographer, a baker, um, and it's at my church. So it's a real venue. I am offering 90 minutes of premarital counseling and a fully customized wedding ceremony. And we were doing that for $29.95. Now it does not include your reception, but I'm giving you a cake that you can oh. take to a dinner, you know? <laughs> so 
um, this special, we, we've, we've been running it now for a couple of weeks and the cutoff date is the 12th. Um, and you just have to be, you just have to get registered in Hartford. You don't have to be a resident of Hartford, Connecticut. Um, but this is the first time and, and I'm excited. Uh, the, 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 the call to the sign up was, has been slower than expected, but I'm learning so much in the, in the process and appreciating all creatives that I work with in this process as well. So even if only two couples get married that day, I have learned so much about me and I've learned to not be afraid to do something different and really bring together the pastor or seller and the officiant or seller together for love. And so I, I've been enjoying that part more than anything else. So is this your church? Yeah. Okay, so you have a congregation. Do you every Sunday? Every oh, Sunday. Oh my, every, that's wonderful. Every, yep, I I posted the other night on my story because I I tried to be done with my sermons by six o'clock on a Saturday, but I was struggling with this word, and I think just because it was about love and Black history, and I'm trying to connect it. So it was eleven o'clock at night. I was still up, and so I posted on my story. Uh, I'm a pastor, of course. I'm still studying my sermon at eleven o'clock. <laughs> and you know what, briefly before we end, I want you to touch upon your philanthropic route that you've taken with your church. Anything special on the horizon? I noticed that you also like to support smaller businesses, Black businesses, things like that. It's Black History Month. Maybe you'd like to just share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, um, to whom much is given, much is required, right? And so you cannot just be in the business of receiving. You cannot live your life as always on the as a recipient. You must give. You must be a blessing. You must serve other people. So that's always been in my heart. And then as an as an adult, of course, as a pastor, um, even even at our church, our church, we um, once a month we are a part of the Connecticut Food Share, where we um, every month. So we're not just a holiday giver, but every month we are um, feeding the homeless in our community. Uh, we also once a month are connected to um, an organization called My Sister's Place, and this is an organization that helps women who are in domestic violent transition situations. So they have. Uh, thankfully escaped from their abuser and trying to transition back into regular life again. Um, so those are our two of our biggest mission projects led by um, Sister Crystal Glasscox. I don't mind shouting her out. And <laughs> she's with our missionary society. So that's through our church. And um, countless other mission projects, if something comes up, we try to make sure that we're working with our local police department. In fact, uh, one of our members is the chief in East Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, we are constantly just making sure that our church is just not a Sunday experience, but a community experience. And that's where we're really working towards. As far as the, the nonprofit side of my background, I'm an executive director as well of the Prosperity Foundation, and that is a foundation that gives funding and awards to small nonprofits in Connecticut um, that are Black-led and Black-serving, and that is to try to close that, um, that, that wealth gap that we have in nonprofits to make sure that capacity is available and resources are available in the areas of education, economics, and health. So I'm not too busy. Well, first of all, I want, now for those of you that are going to see some of this on video, a social media clip, your face lit up, lit up. You thought I, we were talking about Howard. 
That's what I love because that's what it's all about. Serving others. When I walk into and go through a door, I step into a room, I want to bring my best energy and how can I serve? And I love that about you, Arcella. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Maria. I, you know what? I want to thank you so much for coming on. And, and especially in light of, uh, for those of you that know her, her mother-in-law passed away yesterday. She got on a flight to Florida and still managed to show up still. So that's a morning. And to peach. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please check out the podcast. Go to her website. We're going to put that in the links. Check her out. Oh my gosh. You know, there's she has some beautiful stuff. If you're whether you're in that tri-state area, wherever, she might be your next officiant. Everybody, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Thank you.